Welcome back to the Edible Gardens podcast. I'm your host, Nanette Blair. Now, <laughs> I am going to preface this show with a statement. Okay, here it comes. This is not the normal content for this show. Normally, we're talking about lemongrass and garlic and food forests and healthy soil and microbes and life in the soil and compost and all the good stuff that you would expect from a garden channel. We even talk about what to do with the harvest, but today I'm going to go rogue a little bit, okay? I have to apologize to you because I did not show up last week and I am so sorry. And I know that your life does not revolve around the Edible Gardens podcast, but I still want to apologize to you because I didn't show up. I want to let you know what's going on with me. I have some confessions to make. I have uh, some changes that I want to talk about. And just to kind of let you know the direction that the show is going in the future. So if you're new here to the show, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to the, some of the past episodes because there's a lot of really good content there about growing an edible landscape that is way better than organic. And so anyway, let me just tell you what's been going on with me. Okay, so I went to a business conference with my daughter and one of my very best friends in the whole world. And um, what I got out of this conference, it was the RISE conference. If you're familiar with Rachel Hollis, you know what that's all about. But basically, the big takeaway for me was just to be more brave. It's not more transparent, not more forthcoming, but there's been some things that I've talked about in the past where I've just kind of sugarcoated it. And I don't want to do that anymore because I feel like... I'm doing you and mostly myself a disservice by doing that. I'm just going to start really being a lot more frank. I've always been candid, but I've just kind of sugarcoated everything. So I'm going to give you an example. I did a lot of research and I recorded a show on atrazine. And I'm not going to get into all the particulars here, but I, I wanted to know. I, for my own, I, it's just in my DNA. I have to look stuff up. I'm very, I love research. I, I'm the kind of person that I want to know the particulars. I want to know the details. I want to read a scientific paper. I want to see the data. And I know this is not news to those of you who have been listening to the podcast in the past. It's show me, I'm a show me the data kind of girl. I, I put a lot of research into the shows, but I've been sure coding it and I'm just not going to do that anymore. I want to be more real with you. And honestly, it takes me more time to put out a show like that because I feel like I have to be more polished. It's kind of like I'm presenting a talk for a school class where I'm going to get graded. And I know I'm not going to get graded. So I just want to stop that. I just don't want to do that anymore because I want to put the content out there that you want, that you've been asking for. I have a lot of people contacting me and calling me and texting me and DMing me and PMing me on social media. And they're asking really good questions. And some of them I really know by heart because I've lived it. Some of them I'm like, you know, I've been wondering that too, so I'm going to look into it. If you've been listening to the show for very long, I've always told you that I'm not one for being real polished. 
I don't care about that. I don't have to have a professionally edited podcast. As a matter of fact, I'm talking to you from my home office on our little farm in a little old farmhouse and sometimes airplanes fly over. I know you've heard it. Sometimes a motorcycle goes driving past, but I'm not in any kind of a professional studio. Um, I think I've said that before, but I just want to be really clear about that. I do my own editing. Sometimes I leave the ums and the you knows and the likes that you're really not supposed to say that if I was getting a grade, they would say you said that too much. Sometimes I'd leave those in there. I have the power because I do my own editing to take all of those out. And I, and I think, you know, if I take that um out, it doesn't sound like me. But there's a lot that I've been holding back. And one example is an episode on atrazine because I wanted to know. I know I'm not spraying it. They usually use it in the big ag world. You know, agrochemical companies use this. And they're spraying it on the food that goes into the grocery stores. And it is really not a good thing. And I did this whole recording session. It was very well researched. I had lots of links to put in the show notes. And I didn't do it. I chickened out. And if I had to pinpoint why that was... I felt like I wasn't qualified. I kind of had that imposter syndrome, you know. I was suffering from perfectionism on that thing. And if you've been listening for the show for any length of time, you'll know that I say don't suffer from perfectionism. You know, just go ahead and plant something. We'll figure it out. Gardeners kill stuff all the time. And that was me suffering from perfectionism. And I am going to redo that show. It was a really eye-opening thing for me and I but basically the scientist who studied frogs was asked by a big agrochemical company to do some research and usually when a big ag company or a big pharmaceutical company or some big huge conglomerate asks a scientist to do some research especially with a college <laughs> that grantee so they're the grantor they're the one giving the money and, but the grantee is the one that's receiving the money, that grantee always feels pressured to, re, to, what's the word, manipulate the data in favor of the grantor because they want to get more money in the future, right? So they can fund what they do. Fund, F-U-N-D, what they do. So they're in the scholastic world, in the college world, in the scientific research world, that's the big game, is getting the money so that they can fund their research. Well, a lot of times it's like, okay, well, you know where your meal ticket is. (laughs) You know, you don't want to piss off your meal ticket, right? You don't want to slap the hand that feeds you. So a lot of times this research is skewed. Now, I have worked with data in the past, and you can massage these numbers any way you want to. You just kind of leave some out, you leave some in, and you can make it look however you want to. And that's what a lot of these researchers do. So when I see a college paper, I'll really read it. If I see a scientific paper, I really read it. It might take me three days to read it because I'm not a scientist. I look up every single word that I don't know what it is, and then I make my own conclusions, and I think, well, did they leave something out? 
you kind of have to read between the lines. And usually where there's smoke, there's fire. But anyway, so what he found in this research, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I'm still going to record it. I'm still going to put out this, this other show so I can send you all the links and everything. But what he found was this frog who was not supposed that was not supposed to be a hermaphrodite organism, meaning it was not supposed to have male and female parts, had ovaries growing inside the testicles. It had multiple growing, multiple ovaries growing inside multiple testicles from one frog. They even had some frogs that were changing sex. They were going from being a male, which was what they were born to being a female, which was not supposed to happen. Okay, so some of the other stuff that I've seen that I'm really going to recommend is some of these documentaries that I see where normal, everyday American citizens are doing their own research. And one of those was the Stink movie. I highly recommend that you go watch this movie. This does not have to do with food. It doesn't have to do with growing anything in your garden. But there's a lot of things that are in the environment, especially like on our clothes or in our perfumes or in fragrances of any type, be it a candle or an air freshener or whatever, that is actually has the ability to change the DNA of humans. And you can go watch that. I'm not going to even try to remember exactly what all the particulars were on that, but it's called The Stink Movie. But getting back to... Um, just holding back. There's so many things that I've wanted to say, but I've just chickened out for whatever reason, feeling like I'm not qualified or whatever. But you know, I, I think about it and I think, as far as I know, Stevie Ray Vaughan did not go to Juilliard. As far as I know, uh, Ray Charles did not have a college education in music or in voice or playing the piano. He learned it on his own because he really wanted to, or she, or he, or whatever. But I'm doing all this digging for myself, and I need to share it. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I'm about to start a YouTube channel to show how you do these things in the garden, why I believe the way I believe, and the results that I get. So, with that all being said, um, yeah, I'm just going to be more myself and not hold back. I think that's what you want because I've been talking to a lot of you and, you know, texts and emails and phone calls and it's just meant so much to me. I am so humbled and so honored to be able to bring you this information because I know there's a lot of gardeners out there in the online space. You know, some of them, I like their vibe and some of them I just don't. And I know I'm not for everybody. I give a lot of scientific detail, but I really try not to be too professory because I'm not. I'm not a professor. But because I understand it, sometimes it's really hard and I need to try to think, how can I make this more simple? And I don't believe that's sugarcoating. If you want to know all that, here's some links where you can go look it up. And if you don't really care and you trust me and you say, okay, tell me the next step, then it's like, okay, as long as I know there's life in the soil, and that it's doing the job that Mother Nature sent it there to do, then I'm cool with that. If I say words like catalyst or enzyme or, or mycorrhizal fungi, I'm not trying to show off. I am using the only word that I have available to me. And sometimes I get really, really frustrated with other people that it feels like 
they're just trying to show how much they know. I don't ever want to be accused of that because I know. The best thing about me is that I know that I don't know everything. And I know that there's a lot that I don't know. And I know that I do have really good questions. So moving on. Now, this is what's going on in the garden right now. Okay, this year it has not been about seeing how much food I can grow. Last year and the year before that, I was growing a lot more food. I had a whole bunch of zucchini, really way too much zucchini, which is usually the case. I had a lot of cucumbers. I had a lot of tomatoes. I had a lot of other stuff. And this year has really been more about uh, just the, the technology. Oh my gosh, the technology is just kicking my butt. But... I have found out some really cool stuff about my garden. So I hardly planted anything this year. And I just watered for the very first time since last year, yesterday. <laughs> so I think that's really exciting. Now, one of the other things that I have figured out is part of my gardens are ready. They're like, I've been through the transitional year and they're done. Like the soil is good aerobic soil but i'm starting to see that there's other parts of my garden where i did not put my mulch on thick enough we started running out of mulch or i decided to use newspaper and cardboards for my sheet mulching just to kill the, the sod kill the grass the lawn in order to make my garden beds that area is not doing as well so i didn't just didn't put on enough wood chips so my mission now between now and next year's growing season is to really lay on the wood chips really thick in the places where it needs where i'm still in a transitional year so i'm always talking about the transitional year so if you are new here and you're still with me with all that uh soul searching and laying my soul bare to you guys <laughs> but we're we're always talking about how you get started and this is not a sprint it's a marathon i don't tell you how to do a landscape where it's going to make it look instantaneously like a garden of eden instantaneously like the, for the chelsea flower show or anything what what i talk about here it's a gradual process it's a marathon not a sprint because i have just taken parts of this methodology and mixed it with parts of this methodology and again that all goes back to that episode one if you haven't listened to that one then i highly recommend that you go back and listen to that one i'm always talking about episode two because that's the one thing that makes all the difference in the garden but in this one it really is more about episode one and kind of my path into gardening and you know all the different methodologies that i've studied and how they kind of how they overlap how there's holes in some of them and so yeah but that's this is what I call a transition year in the areas or in the spots in my garden where the mulch was not laid on thick enough I still have some work to do I need to do some compost tea I need to do some compost extract I need to do more a lot more mulch and really that's that's the big secret is the mulch the mulch the mulch the mulch anyway uh but yeah I have only watered one time and that was yesterday so I would say from last I don't I don't water throughout the winter I just don't and I have perennials everywhere and they all came back but that was the the really cool thing that I was like oh so busy with 
doing the podcast and you know if you you know because I've said this many times before I am not a technology person as far as computers go yes I have a microscope I look at my soil under the microscope but when it comes to coding and and links and websites and that kind of stuff I'm just like Ugh. I just, I'm, I'm doing my best to learn because it's necessary to put the content out there, to put the information out there so that it gets to you. And that's important to me. It's important enough to me to be bald sometimes because I'm pulling my hair out. Not really. I'm not really bald, but I feel like I'm pulling my hair out sometimes. But yeah, that has been such a challenge. So going back to the gardens, but I've hardly planted anything this year. I did plant a few tomato plants. I planted a few pepper plants. I planted some basil. I did not plant watermelons, but they came up on their own. Uh, I did not plant cilantro. They came up on their own. And, I, you know, all my fruit trees are doing good. Um, all the cucamelons. There's just so much bounty out there. All the oregano, all the sage, all the catnip, all of the thyme, all of the rosemary, all of the grapes. I just have so much going on in the garden that oh, I just, it feels so good because I was able to focus on something else. Now, next year, it's kind of like, you know, I'm setting my goals for next year already. This year, I'm seeing, okay, things are starting to play out. It's starting to get really, really hot here in Texas. And I'm starting to see, okay, that's just about done. That's just about done. That's just about done. And I find myself making plans, mental notes, plans that I need to write down in my garden journal about next year. And so next year, I really want to make it about how much food and how much diversity I can grow in 100 square feet. So back in episode, let me see, what was that episode? Okay, so in episode 29, we talked about how, how much food can I realistically grow in an edible landscape? And I gave you someone else's numbers. And I don't like really doing that, but it was better than nothing because I really wanted to put that out there for setting up the expectations of what you can really grow in your own edible garden in your own edible landscape and Rosalind Creasy is like the OG of edible landscaping highly recommend that you gobble up anything that she says but she I guess is like me she's not real technically oriented she writes books but she doesn't have I think she has a website but she doesn't do um, YouTube she doesn't do podcasts she doesn't put a lot of content out there online so if you can grab a copy of her books, then I would highly recommend that you do that. But I want to do that for myself. So I took her example that she did in an article where someone interviewed her and she did this for, I don't want to say it was Mother Earth News, but again, you can go back and listen to that episode 29 on how much food can I realistically grow in an edible landscape. And honestly, I don't really know that she does it in an organic way. I think she might, but I don't think she does. Sorry about all the beeps and the buzzes, y'all. Today's my birthday, <laughs> so I keep stopping and starting the the recording because I keep getting my, I don't know how to turn this off on my computer, 
on how you turn off these notifications. So <laughs> I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm getting a lot of uh, Facebook posts from people telling me happy birthday. Anyway, so yeah, that's what's going on in the gardens right now. I'm very, very, very proud and really kind of humbled that, you know, I just feel really led and I feel like God has kind of shown me what to do in, in my research and in the methodologies I found in the people and the giants that I'm standing on their shoulders that I have found. And that is just so cool because I just have all this stuff growing. That's what's going on in the gardens right now, watering for the first time since last year, since the end of the season last year. Hand to God, <laughs> this is the very first time that I have watered. And you know, it's not like things are dying, but I'm just not comfortable. I wanted to try to report that I didn't water at all this year, but I am in a transitional stage because I need to add more mulch. And that mulch is what, it's not just the mulch preventing evaporation. We have had more rain than we did last year. Last year was a drought. It was so bad. The grass was just crunchy. I'm surprised the grass didn't all die, but we have had more rain this year, but you know, we've gone several weeks without rain and I just haven't had to water. It's not because, just because of the uh, mulch preventing evaporation. It's also because I'm, I can see because I'm looking at it through the microscope, which you do not have to do. And I'm about to talk about that when I start doing the YouTube channel, but I have figured out what it looks like, what it smells like, what it even sounds like. Uh, what it feels like when it's good aerobic soil and I can see what it looks like smells like feels like uh, sounds like when it's compacted anaerobic soil I have figured it out now that I've been doing it for a while I I can tell the difference without looking at it through the microscope I can't tell you exactly which organisms are there but I can tell you it's good aerated aerobic soil which is so cool. It's so, 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 so cool. And I think I'll be able to teach that to you through a YouTube video without you having to go by a microscope. And that was the other thing, you know, I thought, how am I going to get people to want to buy a microscope and learn how to use a microscope? Now I did it because that's me. I'm kind of a geek. I'm kind of a nerd that way. I like to see the proof. I like to see the data. But if you're the trusting type, you really don't even have to be that much of the trusting type because it, it's, it's very evident with the four senses. I do not use the fifth sense. I do not taste the soil. <laughs> I've seen that in movies, but I do not do that. Or I haven't done it yet. Maybe I will one day. But I don't have any plans to do it. But um, I think I can teach you that without you having to go buy a microscope. But if you want to go buy a microscope, then I highly recommend it. It's very, very useful tool, but I'm finding that I'm using it less and less and less because I can tell by looking at it, smelling it, working on, oh yeah, that's the other thing. Okay, I have been behind the computer screen because I love you so much and I really, I love you. I say that kind of tongue in cheek, like I'm kidding, but I really do. I really do care about you and this podcast really is dedicated to you. I say that at the end of every episode 
I have been putting together a PDF with pictures and I'm so proud of it so that you can look at it. But it basically it's a starter guide and I cannot tell you how to link to it right now. I will be announcing that in future episodes, but basically it's three really easy steps that we've already talked about on the podcast, but it was just going to work out better if I showed you pictures and something that you can actually hold in your hand and say, okay, do it like this, do it like this, but it's three easy steps to start an edible garden if you're starting from scratch, and one really easy step if you're gonna use your existing landscape. I wanna say up front, I know I've said this before, this is not a sprint. This is a way to grow a garden to break that vicious cycle. So if you're someone who has been tilling every year, and you've been finding weeds every year, and it's so funny because I've been hearing on Facebook and social media a lot lately, who else is in jungle mode? <laughs> I think, I laugh, not because it's like, ha, 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 um, I don't have to do that anymore. I laugh because it's like, yeah, I feel you, because I've been there, and that's why I don't do, <laughs> I don't do monoculture anymore. It was just too much hard work, but like I said, with the gardens that I have right now at the new place that we're at, when I say new, we've been here for three years. And so we're in our third year. And um, it took about three years where I really didn't have to worry about watering. Last year, I couldn't water enough. The first year, I was just trying to figure out where I wanted to put stuff. But anyway, yeah, so I'm working on this PDF that has pictures, how to but now I'm trying to figure out how to actually do it on the website and the links and the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> trying to figure all that out so that you can have it. Anyway, so I will announce that on the next podcast. Okay. I guess that'll do it for today. All right. If you are new to the show, please, please, please go back and listen to the last five episodes before this one because this is not the normal show. <laughs> Bye for now.